A mother and daughter killed an adult film actress with backyard butt implants. A blueberry heist leaves farmers searching for answers. And a lady sued her gynecologist after discovering she's his biological daughter. These are the weird stories for Wednesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian recording inside a closet in Los Angeles without a shirt. Oh, also highly caffeinated. A mother and daughter killed a porn actress with backyard butt implants. One of the most bizarre titles of a story I've ever come across. Let me repeat that for those of you who had just choked. Mom and daughter killed a porn actress with backyard butt implants. I don't even know you could get butt implants in a backyard. I wouldn't recommend that. I wouldn't recommend boob implants in a kitchen either. Uh, I wouldn't recommend a penis augmentation surgery in a, in a library. I just <laughs> I feel like these things should happen in a medical facility. That's just my opinion. I'm not an expert on this shit. It says here a mom and daughter who allegedly posed as plastic surgery pros have been charged with murder after an aspiring adult film actress's illegal butt augmentation surgery turned deadly. So it, this mother-daughter team just very nefarious, posing as plastic sh- surgery pros. You, you wonder if the adult film actress had a clue that they were not pros when she showed up and they were like, yeah, we're going to do this in the backyard. Yeah, our, uh, our hospital is all booked up right now. Our, <laughs> our surgical procedure room is, a, is it's got termites, so we got to move it to the backyard where we're going to do your... We're going to do your butt lift, lift in the sunshine, which is where butt lifts were meant to be done, right in the sunshine. It's a lovely day. Come on outside. Let's hope it doesn't rain. Now, the names of the mother-daughter are Libby and Alicia. They were arrested in Riverside, California, a place I don't recommend you go. Uh, a lot of uh, just debilitating brains are operating over there, in my experience. So they killed someone named Carissa Rajpal, who was age 26, unfortunately. Uh, Carissa died at a local hospital hours after she underwent the botched procedure. Los Angeles Police Department told the media that the two women posed as butt lift specialists while performing the allegedly illegal procedure. Uh, and likely they have operated on a slew of other victims as well. Oh, no. How many butt lifts in the backyard did they do? How do you convince one person to get a butt lift in a backyard? Never mind several. It's just, I mean, it's one thing to go get your butt lift in another country. That's a risk, right? You go to Brazil or Costa Rica or even Mexico. But even in those places, they're happening, you know, in a surgical area, like in some sort of medical facility. (laughs) You don't agree to the backyard surgery. Uh, LAPD... Deputy Alan Hamilton told the media, uh, these individuals have like no medical training, brah. They're not experienced. They're putting people's lives at risk, brah. I'd imagine that's how this uh, deputy speaks because it's LAPD, you know. They talk, Yo, brah, pull, pull over, brah. Pull. Dude, are you giving illegal titty implants on a front porch, brah? You need to stop that right now, guy. Dude. It says here, after Rajpal, who's the aspiring porn actress, suffered complications from the surgery, the woman allegedly called 911 and then left her to die, it says. Wow, these are terrible, terrible people. The deputy added, 
you know, these people took people's cash, and we know in a couple of incidents, it actually resulted in murder, bruh. Some murder. Yeah. We're going to look into this. This is a homicide, bruh. The deputies told local media they uncovered potential evidence in this case that suggests these two women used social media to advertise Brazilian butt lifts at a fraction of the usual cost. So they're just corralling people on Instagram, I'm sure. You know, if you're getting a a butt lift, this is a big deal. And would you use someone that you met through Instagram who does it in their at their home even? <laughs> Never mind a yard. At the home, you know, flags have got to raise. Before her death, Rajpal appeared in a video posted on social media that appeared to show her undergoing a procedure for the butt augmentation. That footage has since been incorporated into the LAPD investigation of the botched operation. Wow, so they let this woman shoot video of herself getting the procedure in the backyard. There's a still picture of her laying down on a thing. Wow, this doesn't look kosher at all. <laughs> oh, man. Look, and I don't want to blame the aspiring porn actress, but I mean, on some level, take some responsibility and, you know, use some reason. You know, if someone's going to do a major operation, you know, in their kitchen, just maybe like walk away and think about it at least. I mean, I don't care what the discount is. This is like your life is at stake here. Displeased with your saggy butt? Well, call Billy Bob. Billy Bob's Backyard Butt Lifts. Been doing backyard butt lifts for decades now. Many satisfied customers. A few have died, but many satisfied customers. If you don't like the look or shape of your butt, come on down to Billy Bob's. I'm going to operate on your butt in my backyard if it's, uh, well, weather permitting. Call 1-888-BACKYARD-BOOTY. A blueberry heist leaves farmers searching for answers. The owners of Brown's Family Farms were relieved that their wild Newfoundland blueberries had escaped the worst of Hurricane Larry. But when they went to harvest the last of their blueberry crop over the weekend, they received a nasty shock. More than three acres of their blueberry farm, about 40 kilometers outside St. John's, had already been harvested. Likely by hand, said owner Nancy White. The thieves knocked down a sign and covered the field in fire tracks, in, I'm sorry, in tire tracks and footprints. Here's a quote from White. There ain't a blueberry left on the bush, I tell you. We were pretty upset, pretty much just kept walking around in disbelief. Who would have taken all these blueberries? White says it's difficult to determine the exact number of blueberries that were stolen, but a conservative estimate puts the loss at about a 1,000 pounds of blueberries. In Newfoundland terms, that's about 200 to 250 salt beef buckets worth of blueberries. However, the true loss could be as much as 3,000 pounds of blueberries, she said. It's a very strange heist. You know, usually when people get together to, to perform a heist, they target a bank of some sort. You know, you've seen the movies, right? Never have I ever seen a bunch of robbers, I guess we could call them robbers, people that are involved in heists, sit around a table and go, okay, guys, I know this blueberry farm in Newfoundland. <laughs> if we could just get up there. I'm telling you right now, between 1,000 and 3,000 pounds of blueberries we can get our hands on. And then we can retire. We can sell them or we can... We can freeze them and we can live on smoothies for the rest of our days, guys. This is our ticket to retirement. Now, look at Johnny. I know you want to retire after we did that strawberry heist in Oxnard last year. But let me tell you something. This blueberry heist, one more job for you, buddy. Let's go in one more time with the blueberries. I need your skills. I need your getaway driving skills. You're going to be, you're going to be driving a very large farm 
equipment, piece of farm equipment on this one. Can you handle it? <laughs> Sorry, I thought I would act out a scene where a bunch of people decide they're going to attack a blueberry farm. This, this poor couple with their blueberries, they're just trying to make a living with some blueberries up in Newfoundland, which is, it's pretty hard to make a living up there, I'd imagine, when you're a farmer. Farmers have it tough, right? They're just trying to go, hey, they're just thankful that people still eat blueberries. They spend a lot of their time just trying to keep the bugs off the blueberries. You know, the pesticides are real, guys. They know that people are all about blueberries in their smoothies. They know it, and they're providing that for us. I love blueberries in my smoothies. Here's my go-to smoothie, guys. I know it's, this, is a, this is a story, and I shouldn't share with you my go-to smoothie, but let me just go off track a little bit. I'm going banana, two handfuls of blueberries, or two cups of blueberries, if you want to call it that, and then a vanilla protein powder. I like the pea protein powder from Trader Joe's. It's very tasty and very cheap. And then... Uh, a couple of ice cubes in water. It's perfect. The the banana blueberry smoothie, man. Don't sleep on that shit is what I'm saying. Now, the owner said the blueberry heist must have taken significant time, many hands, and professional equipment. Well, it's not, it's not a gallon of berries here. I'm not talking about a gallon. It's a significant amount of blueberries. So whoever harvests these berries would have the equipment and the capacity to deal with it. Lots of blueberries, guys. I mean, yeah. So the culprits are likely selling these berries to a bulk buyer. Or if they have the right equipment, it says, processing the berries themselves. So if you guys are up there and you see someone come up to you and say, hey, would you like to buy 3,000 pounds of blueberries? Call the police on these peeps. Yay! A woman is suing her gynecologist of nine years after discovering she's actually his biological daughter. This is crazy. I'm going to try and make some sense of this. I have a feeling it's going to be a very convoluted and difficult story to follow, so let's see what we can do here. A woman filed a lawsuit against a New York-based fertility doctor claiming he's her biological father and used his own sperm to impregnate patients without their consent over the years. I've heard stories of these fertility doctors using their own juice, uh, which is just totally unacceptable, really out of control. According to the media, the 35-year-old woman accused Dr. Morris Wortman and his clinic of medical malpractice infliction of emotional distress, negligence, fraud, and a lack of informed consent. This is all written in the lawsuit. Uh, it says here, she is the daughter of a woman who received fertility treatments from this guy Wortman in the 80s. The lawsuit says the plaintiff knew she was born in 1985 through artificial insemination and that Wortman was revered by her family for helping her mother conceive. Oh, he helped her, all right. He used his own juice. Wardman allegedly told the family that the sperm donor had been a medical student from the University of Rochester. Oh, they thought they were getting some medical student sperm. Well, they, they did, because this guy went to medical school as well. Um, the plaintiff questioned Wartman's claim after taking a DNA genealogy test a couple of years ago. And uh, she discovered at least nine half-siblings who were also children of the sperm donor. Oh, this guy. It's the same guy, though. It's the, it's the fertility doctor. Wow, this is crazy. Now, on her part, she happened to be, you know, a patient of Dr. Wortman. He was part of their family. She continued to visit him over a span of about nine years as a, you know, gynecologi gynecological doctor for herself. He performed breast and pelvic examinations and discussed her sex drive and similar personal issues. Uh, the lawsuit also says Wortman asked questions about her family, and at one point he brought his wife into an appointment to meet the plaintiff. Well, that's very strange. Yes, I'd like you to meet my wife. Uh, you, no, you don't have to close your legs for this one. <laughs> the lawsuit alleged Wartman said, quote, 
you're a really good kid, such a good kid, while tending to the plaintiff during an April appointment. Okay. Around this time, a half-sibling named David had been in touch with the plaintiff for about four years following her genealogy test. So she went out and uh, tried to put together her past. It sounds like the lawsuit wrote that separate DNA tests with this guy, Barry, David Barry, and Wortman's daughter from his first marriage confirmed the genetic link between the plaintiff, Barry, and Wortman. Well, this is out of control. Uh, <laughs> this guy needs to go to jail for a long, long time. Clearly, clearly. Oh, man, this is... What a nightmare to unravel all of this. This lawsuit, you can imagine, is just going to go on forever and ever as well. You know, Well, this fiasco just illustrates what you can encounter with fertility clinics and this whole, you know, sperm banks and all this. You just, you think you know what you're getting. You know, you, you get in there and, you, of course, they always want a medical student or a law student, somebody that did very well, someone that went to Yale. But do you really know what you're getting? It just says it there. But do you really know you're getting a Harvard graduate? You know, of course, they deny my sperm because I never went to these Ivy League schools and I'm only five foot seven. So, you know, at the end of the day, man, just, you know, let the short guys contribute, man. We're honest people. We're funny. A lot of us are funny. We give a damn. The short guys give a damn. You want some sperm that's smart or you want sperm that gives a damn in life? Hey, everybody, you made it to the end of the episode. Please stick around because um, I'm going to give a lot of shout outs today. I received a great deal of feedback uh, for yesterday's episode because apparently I was unaware that uh, black pudding and the other pudding isn't a dessert in the UK, and everyone wanted to point this out to me. I must have had 25, 30 messages from people just saying, Jonesy, this is not a dessert. And I got pictures of black pudding, pictures of the other kind of pudding. What's it called? Uh, now I'm going to get messages about that. Yeah, guys. Okay, got it, got it. I've done a gazillion stories. Never have I got this many responses to a story. It, all about my screw-up? Really? This is when you reach out to me, when I screw up? <laughs> Appreciate it. You know, I've screwed up a lot, right? I've screwed up so many times because it's been four years, about 1,100 episodes. I've had way bigger mistakes than the pudding gaffe of 2021, as we'll call it. Uh, Brian O... I can't even say his last name. Ototail uh, wrote me on Facebook. Dude, black pudding isn't dessert. Uh, it's made of pig's blood. Maybe it's dessert for vampires. And I just love that line. It's very funny. Uh, Brian, you're very, very funny. Funnier... Funnier line than I could have come up with. He wrote, love the show, by the way. An Irishman living in England. Uh, also on Facebook, Beth Havercos wrote me as well. Shout out to her. Brianna Riley. She says, thanks for giving my morning something hilarious every day. My teenagers love to share the news you share with my parents. I love that line. So your grandparents are completely annoyed, clearly, by the... The off-putting news that I've been putting out. Off-putting news I've been putting out. I get it? Off-putting that I've been putting? Come on, guys. And then it's putting in it. Putting. <laughs> hey, so many puns in that one little line. Okay, just me? Okay, sorry. Angie Trafford sent me the Wikipedia page on black pudding and all this. Jessica Keene from Jersey also weighed in on it. Allison Hollies says, Black pudding sausages weigh two to three pounds, Jonesy. They make ideal weapons. <laughs> it sounds like it. You could actually knock somebody out with a black pudding sausage. On Instagram, we had uh, Alex, James, Edwin, Holly, Christopher Button, Karen. Uh, 
Holly wrote a very funny line. Uh, Jonesy, you've, with your pudding comments, you've started the War of Roses all over again. Yeah, thank you, Holly. Also funnier than me. Appreciate it. I love how my listeners are better comedians than me. That's, <laughs> that's just a good time. Stephen Clark sent me a long email. He's from Coventry, UK. He gave me the, the breakdown between black and Yorkshire pudding as well. I got a lot of photos of these things. The Yorkshire looks delicious. I would try that. The black pudding thing is, I don't know. If I'm drunk, though, I'll eat that. I'll eat anything drunk. I got a lovely email, not about pudding, from someone in uh, Pakistan. It's Abbas Rizvi. He says, hi, I'm Abbas from Karachi, Pakistan. I'm a big fan of your Weird AF podcast. It's now part of my daily Google News brief routine that I listen when I'm going to the office. Uh, and he, he says, take care. He, this is probably my only fan in Pakistan. I was very, very pleased to hear from Abbas. So big shout out to Abbas. I hope you get to this outro, Abbas, and you can hear your shout out. I, I appreciate you. Um, and if I ever do a show in Pakistan, you're, you're in the front row, baby. I also heard from Dan Kane. Says, hey, Jonesy, love your show. Listen to it every day in Yorkshire, England. I'm writing to you about the black pudding throwing contest. Um, and then on and on about the history. And then some amazing photos. The Yorkshire puddings look like, uh, they look like you could put like a gravy inside as a cup. Like it's a cup that could hold some stuff. Perhaps even like a strawberry shortcake. You could put some, you know, uh, diced strawberries with um, strawberry juice in there. Uh, it looks so. It, it looks pretty good. The the black pudding thing is. I gotta. Yeah, like I said, I'll have to be drunk. Um. So thank you, Dan, for that. Um, I got so many responses. There's a few more. I can't get to all of them, but you guys clearly want me to get my puddings straight, and so I appreciate you caring. I really, really do. Um. And so keep that up. <laughs> so, I obviously should get over to the UK at some point to try all this pudding. I really wanted to participate in the pudding war because I have a really good throwing arm. I feel like I could throw one of those sausage links, those giant three-pound sausage, sausage links, very well. I can throw a football. Man. I mean, I can throw. I'm very good at throwing, for sure. I've been playing baseball all my life. I could throw a sausage. I could, I could take that pudding war. You could put me up front in the pudding war, and I would totally lead us to victory is what I'm trying to say here. And I need to experience this. So let's get me over to the UK. I'll do some comedy shows, and I'll, I'll drink Guinness in your kitchen smoke weed on your couch and uh, eat some pudding and maybe you can teach me how to do a proper accent how about that uh, if you guys would like to s still reach out about this pudding gaff the the pudding incident of 2021 as I'll call it you can email me funnyjones at gmail.com or hit me up on the Instagrams at funnyjones call the show 646-450-2012 and please please check out my Patreon because it's a way to support the show I need your support it's patreon.com slash weirdafnews check that out it's also on weirdafnews.com you can click on the link there I'll see you guys tomorrow